You're tuning in to episode 91 of your favorite podcast, The Dawson D Show, and today it's time to build the bucket list of your dreams with the inspirational Trav Bell. Trav Bell is simply known as the bucket list guy and is the world's number one bucket list expert. For over 10 years, Trav has been teaching people how to attack their life with meaning, purpose, and fulfillment by creating and ticking off their personal bucket list. And as Trav put it, he's picked a fight with mental health. He's noticed over the years that most people die at 40 but are buried at 80, and people have been sold the dream of retiring and spending their final years on earth doing what they really want to do in exchange for 45 years on the treadmill of life. But boy, is he doing something about it. Trav shared with us how he became known as the bucket list guy. He thought at 18 years old that by having a things to do before I die list was the norm, but quickly discovered it wasn't. He told us some incredible stories of what he's achieved on his personal bucket list, including some of the world's biggest hikes, triathlons, meeting people like Tim Ferriss, and the classic story of completing a stand-up comedy course only this year. It can be overwhelming when it comes to writing a bucket list due to time, money, and fear, but Trav breaks it down so it becomes so achievable for anybody. He tells one emotional story of success that proves it's possible for all of us. In reality though, this episode is deeper than what it looks on the surface. It's about finding your why, it's about breaking away from the comfort we are pushed into every single day, and it's about living a life of purpose, service, and ultimately, fulfillment. So get ready to break the fear barrier and enjoy our interview with the bucket list guy, Trav Bell. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Doss, we're uh, looking at the ocean today. It's quite beautiful. Talk about picturesque. Yeah, yeah, we're on the road, mate. But uh, today we're (laughs) sitting with Trav Bell, the bucket list guy. Mate, we're so excited to have you. Thanks for joining us on the Doss and D Show. Boys, stoked to be on. Thanks for having me. How are those hot cross buns? Are they nice? It's good, yeah. We're not not even... Like a week past Easter, I'm still going. So. Don't worry, I've, how many have I had in the house, you reckon? Oh, fair few. And you smashed the sausage McMuffins this morning too on the way through. But no, mate, thank you for having us in your, in your home. Yeah, Can you no bring worries. the listeners in a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you describe yourself? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a business card, mate. Just take oh, that. Yeah, yeah, perfect, you perfect. Yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, there you go, guys. <laughs> so now, for the last 10 years, I've been running around the world as the bucket list guy. What is that? It's a speaker, coach, author, and I've got you know certified bucket list coaches running around the world teaching my stuff as well. So I grew up here in Ocean Grove. I've surfed my whole life. I grew up doing surf lifesaving, that sort of thing, pretty much a jock and uh, not so good in the rest of the stuff at school. Um, but scraped enough to get through to uni, got into uni doing a phys ed degree. And then in third year uni, this is in the early 90s, um, this guy came in he taught us about strength conditioning coaching and he was doing this thing called personal training this is pre-internet pre-freaking tiktok and all the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> that everyone's doing and he was doing this thing and he was he was the personal trainer believe it or not of daryl summers oh, really? of hey hey it's saturday and i thought that what is, about dream guests? that is that is that is rock star in my <laughs> yeah, world yeah, me too. <laughs> and is, dancing with the stars host don't forget that <laughs> there you go yeah and so at the end of the day, and I, I just, I had no idea what really what I was going to do. I was a kid swimming teacher because I grew up as a swimmer. I thought I was going to be a phys ed teacher or something like that. This, and 
you know, so I started working in a gym just for beer money during uni kind yeah. of thing. And then Tony came into my life and he's like, yeah, I did this thing called personal training. So he's personal training a lot of celebs and, you know, mm-hmm. people in Turak and that in Melbourne and wealthy people. I'm like, all right, how much do you get paid? And he said, oh, about yeah, 200 an hour. I went, okay. <laughs> how many do I have to do? Okay. All right. That's good math. So, but, but it wasn't just about money. I was just like, that's really cool because, you know, that, that personal service wasn't offered in the gyms that yeah. I was exposed to. And I, I love that personal coaching side of things. So he said, yeah, subs- you know, subscribe to this magazine, go to this event, you know, get this book, etc. not just go on the internet. So I just did everything he said and I got my first personal training client. That's a whole other story, but it started at $25 an hour yep. and I charge a little bit differently these days. <laughs> and the, you know, it helped me fall in love with personal training the age of 20 or something like yeah. that. Grew from one client up to a chain of personal, like I was the first to franchise personal training studios in Australia. So yep. we had a chain of personal training studios around Australia, had probably over 300 personal trainers under that umbrella tens of thousands of clients around Australia and their families wow. got motivated as a result. But long story short, I went, um, let some toxic people in my life, some things went on, kind of fell out of love of personal training, really started to get disorientated, uh, fell into depression. I, like I said, you know, a couple of things happened, fell into depression, albeit mild, but instead of going on sort of heavy antidepressants, I went, no, I don't want to just take a pill and then walk go through life mm. like a zombie which a lot of people do um i wanted to get to the root cause of what i was going through you know at the time so i started just reading i started you know trying to get out of my own way and understand my own psychology so i went to heaps of events and it was actually things started to really unfold for me and i started to get to the root cause rather than put a band-aid over the yeah. top of it you know walked on fire just, you know, oh, you right. know did the whole anti robbins i was thing. gonna say is that a tony robbins uh, thing? oh yeah. yeah did ayahuasca went to burning man you know the whole bit and uh Ooh. but it was it was actually this book here funnily enough that really there we go happier there we go by okay. tel ben shahar now he's a positive psychologist and in this book, he's got this process called the MPS process. So three intersecting circles, like a Venn diagram, all intersecting. What gives you meaning? What gives you pleasure? And what are your strengths? In the middle is your calling. Gotcha. So I was at this sort of juncture in my life. I'm like, had all these bricks and mortar businesses. At the same time, Tim Ferriss come out with his four-hour work week. Yeah. And he's running shit from Thailand. We love that book. On a hammock. Yeah. And I'm like... That's freedom, yeah. Right? And, 100%. and he's running this thing called an online business from a freaking hammock in Thailand. I'm like, that's cool. Here I am with all these corporate leases all around Australia, just weighing me down. And I just thought all these things came. You know, I got my calling, and it said, "Hey, calling was to be a, a motivational speaker." I'm like, wow. And a friend of mine said, "Hey, Trav, you're in all these personal development seminars. Why don't you teach this shit?" Yeah, that's literally what he said. Okay. And I went, huh. It'll help me. It sort of, it sort of compartmentalised it for me. I'm here to teach this. Yeah. Because I grew up here, you yeah. know, in Grove. I didn't have to. I can do whatever under a bridge just to get by. <laughs> you know, I yeah. didn't have. Yeah. You know, I didn't have no rags to riches. Kind of yeah. poor me. Wasn't abused. Kind of story. And I'm in all these personal development events, going, bloody hell, what have I got to do to cut off a leg or to be recognised as a personal development speaker here sure. or what? So. I went, you know what, I'm going to put on a talk. So I packaged them all this stuff. And I, taught, I, I learned life coaching, I learned NLP, I learned all yep. positive psychology stuff. I've all, always worked for myself. So all the stuff that I, you know, probably went to your old man stuff yep. and put it all into a talk at the Western Bulldogs room. And then 
about halfway through that, I started sharing all my list of things that were on my list yeah. to do before I die. A lot of people didn't know this about me, that I actually had a list uh, written down since the age of 18 of all the shit that I wanted to do before I die. Yep. And I said to the 40-odd people that were in that room, who else has got one of these lists like actually written down out of your head? No one. Donuts. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the only freak in the room here. So I said, what the hell do you get up in the morning? What do you want to earn money? Why do you, what's your why? Quite commonly, it's like pay off the house, put the kids through school, do a bit of trouble and I'm older. Yeah. Fuck. Is that it? Yep. All right. And so it inspired the group. At the end of it, Joe, one of the participants at the time, said, um, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? It's fired everyone up. It's like a bucket list. You're, you're like the bucket list guy. Yeah. I went, shit. Well, that night, went home and registered the thebucketlistguy.com. Wow. And I've been doing that ever since. And I was on the Google machine. <laughs> and I was like, who's like the Mac Daddy? Who's like the king of bucket lists in the world? Oh, look, no one. So I called myself the world's number one bucket list expert, and I've been doing that ever since. Yep. Wow. Love it. That's sick. So I find that interesting because you said there was no like rags to riches. Surely there was, there's something in you, like you've got this list. Is there something that's happened in the past or there's a bit of trauma or something that's making you, I don't want to live that life. I want to live this extraordinary my, life. One of my drivers for why I'm, I'm still on that path, you know, and I'm probably more in love with it now of the message. And being a serial entrepreneur, as you'd know, it's easy to go squirrel bright shiny object yeah, 100%, right yeah yeah to, preaching to the converted so <laughs> so for me to actually have the blinkers on literally for over 10 years is like whoa something like i'm i'm so congruent with the message it's ridiculous mm. it's so it's hits my values and so because i went through it and i've seen a lot of people that have been exposed to the message whether it be through talks or coaching or whatever where it's impacted them so greatly you know, I can talk to a room of room of a thousand people. I know that thirty percent will come up and be pretty much in tears afterwards, mm. and they'll be the alpha males. Depression, mental mental health is such an issue. It's such a big issue. You know, we've got the overprescription of antidepressants. We've got suicides. We get youth suicides. We've got now this thing, anxiety. Obviously, the loneliness epidemic. Like that's actually a thing. Like, have you Google it? No. Uh, Loneliness epidemic is actually a thing. And then you go through COVID and lockdowns and all this other shit on top of that. It's a mental health perfect storm. Yeah. Mm. And so that's one of my drivers, especially with, you know, kids. I've got two 15-year-old kids here and these tools have helped so many other people. Got to get that out. Mm. Like, like just, and that's why I've leveraged through coaches and that sort of thing now teaching the staff. And why I do social media is to just help get that message out even more so it can help more people because or even though we might because we're in this world you know we we see this as a default you know but a lot of people out there just aren't exposed to this information it's funny you say that because i just sometimes assume that everyone thinks like this as no, well no, and no. i get frustrated because i'm like mate oh. I, I can I, so i can go and i was just talking about this to someone else before i can go into a, a keynote presentation i say write down your goals and it's like I've discovered fucking fire. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And they'll say, hey, write down your bucket list. And then bang, I've just discovered the wheel. Yeah. And it's yeah. like so many people just don't do that. Mm. Like I did a TED talk a few years ago at Jeff Shed there up in Melbourne, 2,000 people in the room. You know, who here has a bucket list? 20% of the audience in front of me are like, yeah. And, and half of them were like, yeah. And I said, all right, for those people who've got their arm like this. <laughs> 
you have really haven't got one. You're showing off in front of your mate, aren't yeah. you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I said, all right. Well, for the people who have actually got their hand up, this is 10% of the audience now. The first question was, you've got a bucket list. And then I asked, have you got it written down? About half of those people went, yeah, no. Yep. And they haven't got it written. So I can go into most audiences around the world and just get them to write a bucket list. And it's like I've discovered fire. Mm. And so I, I'm safe to say that you know, I'm in a job for life there. Yeah. But the easiest and simplest of personal development concepts are not being taught. Yeah. That's why I think it's imperative to anyone who wants to be a coach, a helper, an educator of people need to get out of their own way yeah. of imposter syndrome because we've all got it. Mm. Like, who am I to be the teacher of this stuff? Mm. Well, who isn't? Yeah. You know, fuck it. So so loud. Yeah. yeah. No, but dude, like I, I actually feel compelled to to teach these principles in my own way and, and change the narrative. And honestly, you know, I always say to coaches and speakers, thought leaders, etc., you've got to pick a fight. And I'd like to say I'm picking a fight with depression, mm. especially youth, you know, youth depression, and to give them some fucking tools that will actually help them. Because underneath everything that I speak about is pretty much it's all positive psychology, which is this, the psychology of happiness. Right, it's about helping people have more meaning, more purpose, more fulfillment, more gratitude in their life. They're the pillars of positive psych, which is really what this book and all the other positive psych books are all about. Right, and I've just put this brand of bucket list over the top of it to make it more palatable, yeah, for people and more fun. So I don't walk in and go, "Oh, we're going to talk about positive psychology today Mm. and neuro linguistic programming." And they go, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, and that's what has appealed, I think, to a wide range of people, yeah. the, f- the fact that I go in with that bucket list, fun idea, and then before you know it, we're changing lives. 100%. Like, how did I now get more happiness? How, did, mm. how am I now showing up more as a bucket lister, like a leader in my life, and that's, having, that's washing through my whole family? How is it now washing through my whole company? Huh, funny about that. Yeah. It's funny because when we started this podcast, I gave you a very brief rundown early, but our early episodes were really based around personal development. We were both on the entrepreneurial kind of, we knew that's the path we want to take. We read the four hour work week. I remember you messaging me like, mate, you got to read this and straight away we're just so fired up. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to add in there. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, when Tim Ferriss came to Australia, I had lunch with him. Did you? Really? Really? What's up? Oh, that's wow. awesome. Wow, there's, there's a little yeah, wow. Because he was on my bucket list to meet. Was he? Yeah. 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 How did you make well, that happen? Yeah. Hey. Oh, God. Oh, well, when a you're the bucket list guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure I was on his bucket list. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. No, I wasn't. No, I just, because I've got my bucket list yeah. and meeting Tim Ferriss was on my bucket list. So yeah, wow. I just made it happen. Awesome, well, man. I was going to say, because in that, one of the first pages of the book, if not the first page where he talks about some of the things he did. And I remember like one that speaks out to me ended up, I yeah. think, in on in Argentina on TV dancing, all that kind of dancing, all that kind of stuff. Mm, and so mm. I want to know. I want to ask you. Well, there's a will, there's a way. Well, I want to ask you then, because you said when you're 18, you already had a list written down. Some of the things. Yeah, but it was all my uh, list, just a list to do before I die. So what were some of those things? Such. Um, <laughs> some of them. Are Can lame. you remember them? No. Um, put it uh, out there. Well, I, I, I guess the the top two. Yep. One was to go to Mount Everest Base Camp. Yep. So in 2017, I think, I went to Mount Everest Base Camp with yep. my dad. Cool. And that's a whole other story there. And he'd never been out of Australia before. Wow. I, I took him to fucking Tibet. 
Wow. And we went we went with a full expedition team. We went to the north face of, of Everest through Tibet and and then went up with went up with a full expedition team. Mm. Like thirteen blokes went to the top and a girl went to the top. And uh, we peeled off, not at base camp, but advanced base camp, which is between camps two and three on the Nepalese side, which is above the Katoombu yeah. Icefall over there. So um, that was it was amazing to Incredible. do with Dad. And then Dad and I went on to do Mount Kilimanjaro together. Wow. Went on to do Kokoda. And I took people along with, with me on the journey. My 40th birthday, him and I, and I took another 10, 12 people, and we did uh, the Inca Trail and Machu Picchu. Wow. And so I've done a heap of this stuff with wow, Dad. That's awesome. You know, and Dad and I weren't the best of mates growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm adopted. Okay. And so we spoke different languages. But because of my bucket list, we're now best mates. That's awesome. Yeah. Look how it's connected you guys. Like that just says a lot about how important this so is. So what was your question? What, what, what was on your list? <laughs> like what were some well, of the others? the biggest hikes in the world. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. It's, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the last one we actually did, that nearly killed him. And he's 60, what is his mid 70s now? And that was only four years, five years ago. And we're at high camp and we're in the same tent and uh, we're at altitude. And he hadn't eaten or drunk for a couple of days previous. And I looked over at him and he was full on, he's grey anyway, but he looked grey. And yeah. I thought, oh, fuck, I've killed him here. <laughs> and um, I went, Dad. And he, he came awake and he goes, oh, yeah. I go, well, how are you feeling? Because he wasn't feeling too well. And he goes, no more fucking hills. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next adventure, I think we're going to Wilson's Prom. Yeah, maybe do some, you know, some, some sea kayaking. Oh, mate. <laughs> the altitude sickness. I, I, got real, I got it really bad at Everest and he was fine, so the bastard. And, and it, revert, it flipped when we got to Kilimanjaro. Um, the second thing was to do an Ironman. Okay. Uh, an Ironman triathlon. Yeah. So on the list to do before I die. So I did an Ironman. I entered the Melbourne Ironman. And I grew up as a swimmer, and so the swimming part Still was Still in very fine. good nick, clearly. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd done a marathon. I owned a mountain bike. I could swim, but my mate who used, who used to work for me, he'd done a couple of Ironmans already, and he goes, oh, the Melbourne Ironman's coming up. You don't have to travel anywhere. Just, and I'm like, I've never done a triathlon before in my life. Mm. And he's going, oh, come on, bucket this guy, but you can't, you know. <laughs> I've gone, all right. Fuck yeah! So, so the uh, we had we had a bunch of computers open because they sell it really quick. Yeah, and I literally and I filmed myself doing it. I did about 50, 60 videos of my journey on route to the Ironman, which really helped me ramp the brand up. Were they so on I, YouTube or something? Or yeah, 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 they're bad. <laughs> It's all content, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, right, you, cringe, you have right. to cringe at your past stuff. You have to. Oh yeah. We do at our old ones. Yeah, hundred percent. So I've got the I've, I'm videoing myself entering the Ironman. I literally paid the nine hundred bucks and went done. Looks like I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'm going to tick it off, and I've never done a triathlon before in my life. So let alone the biggest one you can possibly yeah. do on the planet. <laughs> so I went and I said to the camera, "All right, well." I've really wanted to do this my whole life. I mean, the why is strong enough, the how will work itself out, mm-hmm. right? So I started training, I cooked myself, overtrained, and then I got a coach. He, he went, you're a dickhead. <laughs> uh, Wait, how long did you have? Uh, about a year. Yeah. Yeah, so I nearly trained full-time for it. and It is full-time, isn't it? Yeah, and I did an Olympic distance triathlon, did a half Ironman, then the full Ironman. So I've done three triathlons in my life. I was 11th out of the water. 
so I can swim, and then just buckled myself during the whole day. So uh, nine hours and 26 minutes it took me. Nearly qualified for Hawaii. Wow. Lost six and a half kilograms during the race. <laughs> Can't remember the last half of the marathon because I was in a yeah. I was in the fucking hurt lock in a weird space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Finished straight on the IV under the space blanket. Wow. Fucking yeah. doing these ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. The family's like, oh, why don't you do one again? I was like, you don't know what I. Yeah. It's ticked. It's ticked. Done. Yeah. It's done. done. I, I literally sold my triathlon bike about a month later. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went, yeah. I'm out. Get it out of it. I can't, <laughs> yeah, look, at it. I can't look at it. <laughs> full, full mic drop. I went, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so that's like, there's some big things. Like, they're massive. I think when people think of a bucket list, they think of, oh, I have to fucking skydive. Yeah, that's all part of it. And, it, it is, and, but I'm but, sure But for you're trying to get the average young person out of, say, this mental health Go with Epidemic. the low. I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Let's go after the low hanging fruit first. Yeah. Go the ones that are easy to do that don't cost a lot of time or money or bandwidth yeah. and tick them off because you you tick off a whole bunch of little things and that gives you the momentum and motivation to smash through the bigger ones. It's about choosing happiness. Mm. It's about choosing the things that light you up. Right. You don't have to go and do your big stunts and do all these big events and that sort of thing and travel, which is what a lot of people think about bucket list, is the most expensive, time-rich thing that you can do, yeah. right? But you've got people that are, you know, launching books, launching podcasts. Um, quitting jobs. Quitting. Also, it's a recalibration really on your happiness. It's a recalibration on what, what a regret-free life actually looks like in the eye of the beholder so yours is going to be very different to ours and vice versa so it doesn't matter what it is it's not a pissing contest it's not mine's bigger than yours or anything like that as long as it lights you up and gives you a reason to fucking get out of bed in the morning Mm. and i say a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around so it really brings home this work to live principle and a lot of people you know they need that tangible why Mm. make sense yeah definitely 100%. 100%. What scares you? One of the things that I did on the bucket list recently, under your uh, left elbow there, you'll see that certificate. Yep. And uh, you might want to read that out. Uh-huh. Was, was this stashed there on purpose? Because that's no, perfectly planted. So certificate of completion, Trav Bell. The certificate is to certify the completion of the five-night stand-up comedy course completed on... And then the date. And what, what, what's that date? February 20 to 24, 2022. Wow. So very recent. So I did a stand-up comedy gig, <laughs> which has been on my bucket list Holy for shit. about eight years. And I, fit, I ticked it off like only weeks ago. And what scares me, that scared oh, me. That would have been terrifying. I was going to say, well, do, you, do you have an opening zinger you can share with us? What, 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 how, do you, how do you warm the crowd up? How do you get them on your side? Have you got the E, e rating? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 mate. You can say whatever you want. Checking the missus isn't it? No, 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 no. They, the they were all, they, all the kids, the whole family were there. So one of the jokes, because what that course is, my mate run in Melbourne, he runs this uh, school of hard knock-knocks. Yeah. Awesome course. It's a course of how to write comedy and then you perform it and then you go, oh, that got no laughs. And then you rewrite it and... You know, and so technically, and there's all sorts of different comedians, people do impressions, people do observational stuff, people do it. And so you, you kind of go through this kind of study, you know, study of comedy and shout out to Murray, he's a legend and he runs the, the Rubber Chicken pub down in, uh, in South Melbourne there. And so you do three hours a night from Sunday to Wednesday night and then on Thursday night you perform live. And it's you, it was me and 
11 other comi- uh, comics. <laughs> yeah. You can call yourself that. It's, now. A, it's a great word. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> arbitrary. Um, but, but had two other, like, two other actual comedians. Yeah. They headline the thing and we all make a night of it and you all sold we all sold tickets to it. So hundred and twenty people in the room and you get a five minute bit on a stage in front of bright lights, that the whole scary. bit. That yeah. Scary. Shit myself. So I had to really undo everything I know from speaking because mm. really with that, it's not about big storytelling like I'm doing it now. But it's like trying to get a laugh every fifteen seconds. Yeah. yeah. Seconds. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck if people laugh at me or with me. I don't care. Yeah. Just get a laugh. And so just to get people engaged and that sort of thing. So that's, you know, that's a bunch of laughs in five minutes. It's a lot. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just shit myself. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, and I'm okay standing up on the stage yeah. and that. And people are like, oh, you did well and that sort of thing. But under, I was duck on water. So I'll give you a joke. I would like, I can't wait. All right. So you know how I've done a lot of things on my bucket list and I went to the Burning Man Festival and when you go to the Burning Man Festival, they give you a manual, like this little book of all the things, all the things you can do. You know, the Burning Man, pretty alternative kind of festival and out in America, full on. And uh, you get this manual of all the different things you can do during the day in between the parties and that sort of thing at night time. And you literally got everything, you know, everything from meditation for beginners up to like literally in there is a fisting workshop. <laughs> See, I, I, I found out that the hard way because <laughs> no, because I thought it said a fishing workshop. <laughs> boom, boom. I like it. I like it. That's it, good. Charles. How many E's do you put on your? <laughs> no, mate. Don't, <laughs> I think, don't, I think don't we need at least two. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I ask that too is because we, like, I was talking briefly about TikTok before, and we one of our very old videos got quite a lot of traction. And we got a lot of comments and most of them were actually negative, funny enough. And what Doss was actually talking about in that video was the alternative route. Towards you or him? Uh, both of us. Okay. We got called, uh, what did we get called, Doss? Entitled White Boys, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, because what, what Doss was talking about was he was saying, look, and of course with TikTok it's about a short period of time to get you know, they did. I did look like I was 14 though, yeah. apparently. So they <laughs> yeah. thought the, this 14-year-old kid is giving yeah. live advice. Going, but what the he was talking about, yeah. at the time he actually quit a high-paying corporate job to chase his happiness right. and simplify his life. And he was talking about, well, you know, there's another path other than uni, marriage at a certain age, buy a house, work the Nine corporate job, the, you know, yeah. the, the rule book of life, we call 100%. it. And, and we hear it all the time, the kind of challenges people throw at you in terms of, well, it's easy to say if you've got money behind you. Well, we said, well, show us the money that we've supposedly got behind <laughs> us. And mm. all this, So mm. I want to ask you, like, what are some of the pain points that people come to you with or when they feel challenged by what you're saying or yeah, well, you know, what are the excuses they think it's really expensive and they think it requires a lot of time but when when you really like you actually just write this stuff down like i run a i've run, I run a monthly challenge at the moment i encourage everyone to do it it's called buildyourbucketlist.com.au it's free for seven days okay and what they do in that is they literally unpack identify and unpack all their you know their their bucket list of what they want to do they go through the my bucket list blueprint that i've created that's in the book and and at the end of the day it unearths a whole bunch of items and then people realize oh it's not what i thought it was going to be you know it's about starting new hobbies it's about uh, little challenges that they can do for themselves it, and the my bucket list blueprint is a 12 letter acronym and the t at the end stands for travel adventures which is only one of the 12 items mm. right but it's like meet a personal hero your proud achievements buy that special something ultimate challenges conquer a fear kind acts for others express yourself take lessons idiotic stuff 
satisfy curiosity and then travel adventures. Wow. So if you just think about that and then you unpack all of that and you go, oh, okay, well, <laughs> it really takes you north, south, east, west in your own brain and helps you extract and articulate a very personal and holistic list. Yeah. And a very expansive list. Yeah. Not what you think, right? Yeah. And the reason why I created this piece of intellectual property is because because travel for me was – you know, I, I didn't have a lot of money when I started this and like that was way off in the distance. Yeah. And, and, and and we live in a society, unfortunately, where I'll be happy when syndrome is a real thing. Yeah. You know, I'm 100%. waiting for the perfect time or some day to come around before I do this thing. And so I want people to be happier now. Yeah. Because that's the problem. Yeah. I want them to experience more gratitude and happiness now and more meaning and purpose and fulfillment in their life now. Rather than wait until They've done their 40-40-40 plan. Yeah. You know, yep. 40 hours a week for 40 years of their life to live on 40% of what they earn at their peak. Yeah. So yep. that's unfortunately how society's built, right? They sacrifice and our parents are like that to a certain extent. Not your dad, but our parents are built like that to a certain extent. I'll sacrifice my happiness to enjoy later. But the thing is, that's why depression and all that is such a massive issue because... People are sacrificing their happiness mm. and going down the, you know, going down to dark places. Not everyone. This is a generalisation to enjoy later. But unfortunately, when people, you know, a lot of people retire, they purposeless yeah. and and they're like, mm. you know, there's some scary statistics about when people sell their company, they retire, and then they have five good years and they're dead. Yeah, I've sucked it up for all these years to just get five good years of that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What is broken? But that's. That's what we've been sold. That's what the schooling system's been. That's what it's all about. Exactly. You know, climb the corporate ladder and, and then, you know, off you go. But there is more, way more alternatives now. And I think the beautiful, the great thing about the coronavirus is it's had everyone, I was just having a big conversation with someone about this, it's helped everyone really recalibrate, right, on, on what the fuck they're doing in their life. 100%. Right, both in their work and in their life. Mm. And so even though we're all in a pretty dark place when we're in lockdowns and stuff, I'd like to think, you know, I was doing, you know, three to four podcasts, things like this per day during lockdown, right? I couldn't travel, so I'm like, I just want to help people and get the message out there, not give a shit if they like my stuff, just to get... The Provide message value. Out there. Yeah, 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 man. Like, and that's what it's all about. Like, because people are in a pretty, especially here in Australia, yeah, we we're in a pretty bad place. And so that that massive that mass effect on psychology, they've got to have some other tools. We've got to change that narrative. Mm. But luckily, you know, I think I think it's, it's it's accelerated what was already coming. The big recalibration, yeah, and people have quit jobs, quit started businesses, podcasts, etc. Really done a restock on their on what gives them fulfillment, right? I mean, if you're two years later going, oh, when are the old times going to happen again? Mm. Yeah, there's God, the whole landscape has changed, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And hopefully, people are choosing happiness more what so are, now. What do they ever. say? And I'm sure you say it too. I think I read it on your website, which is like. You know, people die at 40, but they're buried at 75, yeah. Uh, 80. Yeah, people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Yeah. Yeah, and so fucking if you actually let that sink in, especially when you're over 40, you go, all right, well, and you'll see this. I don't know if whether you have kids or anything, but, but, you know, kids and the mortgages and the, you know, like just trying to keep the roof over the head and, the, you know, you need a double income household to, you know, and people go, is this it? Yeah. This is the Aussie dream? It's like, 
huh, and they stop pushing the envelope, they start putting on weight, they start letting go, and they're like, all right, but why have we got this massive mental health problem? Yeah. Human beings need to grow. They need to be challenged. They need to have something to aim for. Yes. You know, that's just how we're built, yep. right? But people put a lid on it and they go, this is enough. I'll stop pushing the envelope now. And so people who come into my world, they're, they're like, okay, I'm, in a, I'm on a fucking treadmill. I am just on a treadmill. I'm stuck in a rut. I'm not happy. Yeah. And I want to change something. Or it could be this, the icing on the cake where they just need more fun, more adventure. Yeah. More, just to feel alive again. Mm, yeah. Right? These are big statements, but at the end of the day... This is what people tell me all day, every day. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe it's just me, you know, me, my stuff, um, maybe one of our coaches, just right place, right time, where, where we just give them this kind of, these tools and they go, fuck, oh, that's just what I needed. Nothing makes me happier mm. from a, give you an example. So I did a talk. This girl sent me an email after the talk and she said, I was actually too shy to come up and say hi to you. I really wanted to shake your hand. I'm like, like, uh, not, what she didn't say, there was, there was a line just going 200 metres out the door to meet the great man. So. Yeah, I mean, you could barely see me from the end of, end of that line. Um, no, at the end of the day, she didn't. It was actually quite a small group. and But she sent me an email and she said, look, I didn't want to, because I didn't want to take up too much of your time, just to let you know I was there and I didn't want to come, but something about your thing drew me to be there on the day. You know, my boss said, oh, you might really like this. Anyway, she had a drug and alcohol problem at the time. She was in, on antidepressants as well. She tried to commit suicide a bunch of times. Yeah. Obviously unsuccessful. Sent me an email and goes, something happened inside me today. <clears throat> and um, and then she, um, I go, awesome. You know, just to keep her off, uh, keep her on, on the path. I said, all right, well, I went through the bucket list stuff. You're going to, I want you to send me a bucket list within 24 hours. And she did that. When you go out and talk to a large group, you don't know who you're going to trigger mm. as well. And luckily, I've had no bad stories, thank God. But you never know, yeah. right? It could just be the line thing, oh, well, it's too much. You know, who knows? So she sent me back and I said, what, what's the first, you know, of all the things you want to do, she sent back this really exhaustive list and it was fantastic. I said, all right, what are you going to do first? I said, what do you mean? Like, just go and do something. Literally commit to something right now in the next 24 hours. Go and do it. can't remember what it was. Anyway, she comes back. She goes, I did it. Awesome. What's next? And I'm just like, just mindful <laughs> of, you know, this chick could, could flip at any moment. Yeah. Anyway, I lost contact and I went, all right, cool. I got busy. I assumed that she was okay. A year later, um, <laughs> yeah, she sent a... Um, uh, a photo of her and her family over in Italy and she said, I made this happen. Wow. Um, and, and it was because of your talk. Mm. Cool. And I was afraid of going overseas and I was afraid of this and I was afraid of that. I've changed jobs, Trav. I got rid of my partner. I haven't drunk for uh, six months. I went into a program, the whole bit, and offer antidepressants. All right. What do you, how do you react to that? That's incredible. Yeah. Like... It's amazing. So I'd like to say that was that's been I'm not making any of that up, right? So that's fair income. And then she's just like a you know, she's amazing. I'd like to say that's the only incident, but I've had many of those thing like things happen over the last imagine ten years of doing this and then and learn the amount of people that have come back with 
sent me GoPro footage. <laughs> some of it really weird too. <laughs> <laughs> some, you, know, you know, we used to give out these things and be like, oh, here I am ticking it off. And there's, I remember that actually. You know, I remember like, that like from the expo days. Different yeah. things, fully nude with just this. In front. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Shave that on and see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look. I've been seeing some funny shit over the years, <laughs> videos and video pro footage and, and photos, obviously, and people tagging me in different stuff. And, you know, it's so cool. And that's been a, you know, a gentle wave that's getting bigger and bigger over the years. It's been awesome. And what makes me really proud is the fact that, you know, we've got bucket list coaches now around the world teaching this stuff. And now mm. they're getting that from their people. Yeah. You know, it's a um, snowball effect. That's a legacy play, you it's know. It's just playing on. Yeah. When someone, and we actually had a really good chat about this last night, which was comparison is the thief of joy, which it is. But it's for us, what we're doing, you're constantly looking at who else is doing it and going, fuck, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. To someone that's say just, you know, they're, they're, they're in their job and they're watching other couples settle down, they're buying the house. When you're comparing yourself, what's a couple of tips that you would give out to someone that might be looking over the fence a bit too often? Yeah, and and that's the that's the cause of the loneliness epidemic these days. As I mentioned before, people are in um, suffer from comparisonitis all day, every day, and you just have to flick through a feed, and and then you know you just it crushes you. So you've got to have your own rules in place where you you block a lot of that stuff out, and you go, well, that's that's your stuff. This is my stuff. I'm on my own journey, and you're on your own journey. You might be a couple of years ahead of you. Rather than looking at it negatively. Look at it like as an inspiration. Like, what are you doing right? What do you know? And we've all been through it is I look at successful people who are congruent with their message, not full of shit, who are congruent, who have got the things that that I want, not just financially, not just in a business sense, but are they the full package? Are they healthy? You know, have they got a good family? I mentioned before I went to the Grant Cardone you know, 10 yeah. growth fund. There's not many people on the planet that I actually, I don't look up to. I don't put him on a pedestal. He'll have the honour of meeting me one day. Um, <laughs> and, and <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's, it's like aspirational. Yeah. It's, it's not like, oh, he's got all this though, you know, why was always me? You know, it's not about that. Mm. I've shared stages with a bunch of people and a lot of people are full of shit as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, this guy, this guy, and, and they're, they're just full of shit. Just great on social media. Mm. Yeah. Social media is, is, like, if you're taking that literally, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, mm. 100%. Like, because that's not real life. Is your all of your life on social media? No. No. Why would they do it? Yeah, I mean, and we yeah, do post some pretty bad stuff on ours, but, but fuck, yeah. everyone's a, videos, you know, yeah. everyone's a human. Everyone puts their highlights real. Like we're all, you're right. You know, the whole the old, the old saying is, we're always comparing our behind the scenes footage with someone else's highlights real, mm. aren't we? Hundred percent. I haven't heard that before. Neither. We're all comparing our behind the scenes footage with someone else's highlights real. We only see the good bits. The most motivated person on the planet, you could argue, is probably Tony Robbins. Yeah, he's a human being, and he—if you get close to him, he has really fucking shit days. Well, we—he's we an angry, that exact, he's an angry guy. We had know? that exact conversation, didn't it's we? Like, Remember that a couple of nights ago? Yeah. Yeah. So, so admit that everyone's a human being, and that's okay. And everyone's yeah. gone just at different phases of their journey with different knowledge. So, 
Like of those people, don't have too many of them. Yeah. That's the default that we get into. I've got too many that I'm comparing myself against maybe. Pick three or four that give you the, the inspiration that you need and get into their world. Like understand their psychology. Subscribe to all their shit. Read their books. Watch them on, the ch- on, on social media. But try to understand their psychology and that in itself, if you block out everything else... That's a good way of getting there. Mate, it's awesome. We're, we're out of yeah, time. We're 45. But firstly, I just want to say thank you because I know you, you would have triggered a lot of people in a positive way. Oh, the fact hopefully. that, well, the fact that I know. Especially the, the stand up comedy yeah. that, that, that literally has made me go, geez. I've always said to myself, I'd love to play a live gig, um, me and my sister. And I'm like, if you can stand up and do that, I'm like, surely I could go to a bar and play my guitar and my sister can sing. Yeah. Like, the, reason, the reason why I got into public speaking is because I was shit scared of it. I saw a guy doing a, doing a speech years ago and he had no tech, no whiteboard, no nothing. But he had us all, because of his storytelling and the artistry mm. of being able to hold an audience's attention in the palm of his hand, have it laughing and crying all in yeah. one thing. I thought, I was sitting there shy as, like, if I could do that, I could do anything. Yeah. And that's actually why one of the big reasons why I started public speaking, awesome. because I was so shit scared of it. So Most people would rather to... be in the box than give the eulogy, yeah. as yep. Jerry Seinfeld yeah. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, I think, especially what you said about, you know, even with family members or people around you that push comfort, that's what we get pushed, you know, work the, the job, the 40, 40, 40, because that's going to provide you comfort. And I'm hoping that it's resonated with a lot of people that there's just more to life than, than that. And when you talked about the acronym for, for Bucket List, the fact that there's just so many aspects of it that doesn't mean you're going to need a chunk of money. I just can't wait to go home. I know we talked about this on the way here and really go through it myself. Because well, here's what you're going to do. You're gonna, you, I'm going to give you both a book. Done. You're going to read it. Yep. You're going to give me an amazing review. Okay. Yep. Uh, Hands down. <laughs> and, uh, but you're going to, and this is the benefit about coming to my joint, but you're going to send me your bucket lists. Done. All right. Because book number two, I'm looking for 365 bucket lists that have used the My Bucket List blueprint. Wow. Oh, what a boy. great concept. Yeah. Done. Well, also for our listeners, how do they get involved with you? The website, give that a plug, your socials. Uh, yeah, just look, if you can't find me, if you can't just type Trav Bell, the bucket list guy into Google, <laughs> something, someone's, someone's going to get the sack. <laughs> so uh, you'd hope there's enough SEO over over the last 10 years. Um, <laughs> but no, go to the bucket, com. You should be able to find me. Or uh, you're on Insta- What's your Instagram? Insta is... That's all right, we'll have it. We'll, we'll put it in. Bucketlistguide.travbell. It's amazing how many people, when we ask people that, it's amazing how many guests don't know their Insta <laughs> thing. I like yeah, so that's that's that and Facebook. And I, also, I really do encourage people, this is free, to do the uh, www.buildyourbucketlist.com.au. Okay. They, seven, free seven-day challenge. It really helped. I recommend it to every, yeah, anyone who even wants that. to be a coach yeah. with our organisation. I get them to do that first because you really understand the whole the whole box and dice of it. Well, thank you again, Trav. It's been a pleasure, mate. Really pleasure. appreciate it. Thanks, Good boys. No worries. Cheers. Dee, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dee? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode. 